Welcome to our next episode of Trauma and Triumphs. Our trio, succeeding in removing the Omni Stones from Tara's father and saving his life at the cost of Zeldrius's. In the panic and overwhelming emotion of the situation, you call upon Crowley, an old cleric, to call upon the Phoenix King to bring Zeldrius back. When informing you that it would be a very slight chance that her resurrection may happen, you let him beseech the Phoenix King and grant him the encouragement he needed with the tense energy and high emotions the phoenix king appeared before all of you and bringing zeldrius back into her child body of eight years old in front of all of you through twenty thousand years now that her warforged body now inert with no nothing to power it nothing to control it becomes a lifeless puppet you each all go your own ways and talk to the other party members that were adventurers at one point in time many years ago. Tara, Kiara, Inara, along with their father, talk amongst themselves and fill in the gaps, small bits at a time, trying to make a connection for one that has been lost for so long. Nixie going and talking with Sarah and Crowley, apologizing to Crowley for their brashness and harshness, but Crowley only returning and saying that there was no need for an apology, or he would have done it without a second thought, and that life is always important, and what you make of it is what is also even more important than that. Forgiveness and helping those who are in need the most is what gave Crowley his abilities to be with the Phoenix King, but also granting granting himself and others that he has experienced in his life and have come connected with a second chance, one that many deserve and need. Arsene, going in, into Gwendolyn's forge, working heavily, trying to take their mind off of all that has happened thus far, and the fact that Zeldrius was even re reawakened inside of a, their mortal body once more. Some shenaniganry ensues with Nixie conjuring thousands of gold worth of diamonds inside of Gwendolyn's forge, splitting half of it with her and her utilizing it for her own means, unaware what she's going to do. You, Nixie and Tara 
gather together outside and see Madame Crest rocking back and forth in a chair as you hear from Crest of an individual who was a close friend of hers when she was younger, by the name of Merrick, was the Grand General of the military of Obseria for a while, and for turning his back on his direct order to charge and never look back, sounded retreat thanks to Crest's warning to him to save most of his men and him to go back to their families. But for his punishment, as Nixie and Tara find out, his soul split in two and made the personal guardians of Queen Selendus. With all the other heavy information and discussion happening, all of you gather together up upon the roof of Grendelin's workshop, now deciding what to do next. As the cool winds nestle and brush past all your faces inside of the, Gad the Gadenbrake woods. This calm stillness, almost too much to bear, weighs on all of you as someone decides to speak their first bit of their mind. That was a fairly good flip of jumping up here and not bad for my first time. Eh? Better than trying to find the stairs. <laughs> Tara's gonna sit down on the top of the roof and take out her flask. <clears throat> She'll take a sip. And Pass it off to our son. I think probably. How did you? You promised you wouldn't tell. How did you get this? I asked politely. And looked at Nixie. You know, asking politely is not always the best way of obtaining things. Our son. My father is not first. I wouldn't dare go too far. I asked for it now because it's a discussion. It's needed for the time being. I felt like oh. Tara deserves a reprieve after everything that's happened. And so when she asked, I felt it was only fair to give it to her. Plus, she might share with me. <laughs> You're next after our son, so. <laughs> kind of turn the flask around in my hand. I promise it's good. I believe you. Perhaps later. And I pass the flask off to Nixie without taking a drink yet. I'll grab it from you. And then look at you both and be like, So, is this a 
the first one to drink shares thing? Or what exactly are we doing right now? I, I already took a sip. I'm just... I'm passing it around for whoever needs it. And I need it right now. And I, I only took one sip. Um, there's a lot that we need to catch you up on, Nixie. And my voice is a little bit lower. Um, I'm not actually whispering because that way you wouldn't be able to hear me. Um, <laughs> I, I Katrina, appreciate that. <laughs> we were told that we could not speak of that yet. New updates says that we can talk. I tilt my head and look kind of quizzed. I, I, I like, talked oh, to him. Talked to him today, remember? Talked to who? He's. <sighs> One of the dark kin came to us yesterday. Devin Moore, who's the youngest. And I'm looking around for anything that's unseen. Make a perception check. Clarification, do I actually know who the Darkin are? Like, I know out of character, I do, but does Nixie know in character? They I haven't, so. you, you, you've heard I've the name, but there hasn't been enough given to Nixie. All you know is just by name, the Darkin, and you're assuming that one individual you had seen before, Rost, is one of them. Um, so you're able to put two and two together that, oh my god, one of these things came and talked to my friends? That's not good. <laughs> 18 okay. perception. Everything seems to be just fine, at least within your range. And uh, what's your passive again? For Nixie? 18? Or, yeah, just passive perception. Well, technically, in the library, I was also looking up of the Darkkin, and... But you didn't get very much out of it, unfortunately. There was nothing in it as far as history was concerned. Nixie, however, because you have this ability now, if I remember correctly, you see above Arsene this little fluctuating glowing thing um about 15 feet up uh what, what ability do you That's neither Tara nor what ability do you think i have isn't it was that devil sight what yes yeah sorry yes what <laughs> I took cool things with my evocations. <laughs> but you see it above Orsan, and you hear a whisper in your mind from Alamandra. Nixie, I'll make this quick. I left something for you inside of your bag. I've been doing some searching of my own. I was able to conjure it, but... I don't know how useful it will be for you. It was my own personal tone that I used. 
help me be useful to you. And you watch the small orb kind of spin around you and go into your bag and So Nixie will pull her bag off and like reach down in it. And I mean, it's just a backpack, but like she has random odds and ends in there. So, um, and like, yeah, feel for a book. Um, you feel something, at least something cold initially that feels like iron, like a chain. And you watch as Nixie takes out a tome about yay big. It's hefty. It's hefty. But you see that there is a lock on the front of the, on the face of the book. And there is an inscription at the top uh, at the lock that says, to my beloved queen, the one who has casted the greatest spell over my heart. And you see Alamandra's name engraved. You can read it. What language is it? Arsene can read it. You can't. What language is it? Written in Desbian. Ah, uh, wait. Ah, uh, okay. That makes sense. That looked like scribbles. Yeah. <laughs> I hate scribbles. It looks like um, it looks like a, an off-brand of Cyrillic which is used in most Slavic languages. So that's what the symbols kind of look like is from that kind of aspect of it. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, so she just kind of looks at it in awe. For like a good solid 30 seconds. And then realizes that you two are still sitting in front of her as she's like having this internal discussion with herself of like God past coolest thing I have ever seen. And I have no idea with it. Yeah, uh, I, I tried to 
sacrifice for sin. Not given us know when they are acting on targeted people, not just generic populace. No. But is going to destroy a city someplace. And that is on orders of Morgana. He gave me the names of all of them, of all the ones that he's aware of. There's eight, including him, that he's aware of. There are up to ten. There may be two more. I'm hitting it again, I'm sorry. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah. Lost my thought. Um. There are up to ten of them. There are... They're up to no good. Uh... How how do we know we aren't playing into like a trap that maybe we need to be the ones to go? And how do we even know like if we're strong enough to deal with this? We don't. But if we don't do something, they're going to keep coming after the people that we love. They're going to keep coming after us. Yeah. I kind of pissed off Vilkazvadon. Y'all don't know what I did in there, but I basically ripped out his throat. The shadow's throat. I scared- I think he shat himself. Like, he was pretty freaking scared, but... Bravo. He's not- But I, I killed an Echo. I didn't kill him. He's gotta be real ticked off. So are these almost like gods, then? No. They're like demons, basically, but- Neither. They well, are. Rost is a demon, we're sure, but Vokazodon seems like a demon to me, by the way that he was in What was it? Uh, Shogafaros? Shogafaros. Yeah, that's another name. The Void Eater. Vokazodon, who I met in there. Devamore, the youngest. There's Kaisalash. I don't remember titles, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Void Hunter. The Void Hunter. Rost, the asshole. <laughs> Morgana, the bitch. Rexai, a beast? The Tunneler of Peaks. Tunneler of Peaks. Shogatharos is the Titan, and then Kane. You didn't give a title for Kane, which worries me the most. Kane. By name sounds to be potentially of a firstborn. The oldest? If he has no title. Yeah. Uh, the name, the uh, just for clarification as well, the title for Morgana is known as the Cloaked Serpent. Okay. He didn't give her title to me. <laughs> but, oh, just, no. but just in general knowledge in, in and of itself. Because um, it is important. He, he did describe the people, even like the ones that he 
he either gave titles or he gave a description of them. For Kane, he gave me nothing. Yes, and that's all, that's partially most that's partially my bad because his actual title is known as the Spell Thief's Edge. Oh, okay. Okay, that's a little less worrisome. <laughs> As a player, I'm just like, oh, thank goodness. For Rost, his full his full thing was is known as Venerius Rost. He is known as the Merciless Executioner. Merciless Executioner, yeah, yeah I knew that. And then we have uh, the Magi's Madness, which is Volkazvadan. The Void Hunter, Kaisalash. Uh, I realized I... Misspelled something for Rex. I, I there's a few other vowels in there. That's okay. <laughs> um, so there's all these people, and he wants us to take them out. Doesn't tell us why, other than they're interfering in intervening with time, but. It makes sense that if they are, they were sealed away for a reason and a purpose, and now they're not, or at least most, some of them. A lot of them have been released. They're out looking for each other, and they, they have... If they were meant to be sealed away and to not mess with the timeline and life on Earth, we have gone over 20,000 years without them, plus Desmian time, and who knows when else. And they are not supposed to be here. Their time is, they are the... What, the, the Darkhand, the, dark the, the firstborn. Yeah, they are the firstborns of the entirety of life created when the when the material plane had come into existence. The titans, the titans of the elemental chaos and the gods that you all know of, at least from the pantheons, created something together when there was peace between the two. The Darkhand were the original creations. That started it all. Much like how when you have, you know, you, um, uh, my history is a little bit bad, but I'm trying to think of something from like Norse mythology. Like, in Greek mythology, it goes Titans and, or monsters, Titans, gods. Yeah, essentially what it was like someone bleeds and this is how the people were created. Kind of an allegory. This is where that kind of stems from because these people were the original creations who then did the jobs of the gods to create and make new things. They were the builders of this world. That flooding character. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so this is not their time. They're not supposed to be here. All I know is that two of them, at least, have gone after my family. I can't let that go. I can't. And they're going to keep going after people that we care about. 
and one of them, just so you guys know, I'm pretty sure Vilkazvedan is in Callie's necklace. Like traps? She was, they, they were kept in items, in powerful items that kept them at bay. And they can't be released unless those items are tampered with or destroyed. Um, Callie was telling me before she went to the labyrinth and got followed by the horsemen. She was telling me that she was seeking power to right the wrongs of the past. And she thought that the person, the guy who was giving her the candelabras would give her that power, but she's finding that there's another more, possibly more powerful source that was offering to give her that power in exchange of being released. And that voice was coming from her necklace. And she was telling me that she hadn't made a decision yet, that she was going to let the two beings fight it out and determine who was more powerful by them duking it out amongst themselves. Then the god from the labyrinth got ticked at her and sent the horsemen after her. I'm worried that she's going to try and release Vilkazvedon. What if we have to fight her? What if we have to kill her to stop her? I don't know if I could do that. Do you think Callie would really do that, though? Do any of us really know? I mean, you guys know her better than I do. Do you think she would do that? I think she would because she doesn't know what she's really up against. She she is powerful, don't get me wrong, but she thinks she's a lot more powerful than she probably actually is. Magic gives you a sense of invincibility. Makes you feel like you can take on anything, that you're approaching God status because you have all this power, but it really makes you more vulnerable. I and I don't think she recognizes that. I think that's more dependent on the person rather than magic itself. That's why I'm worried. I don't know. I don't think she's fully understood the full price that magic has and what it, and the kind of toll it takes on your on yourself. I'm just worried. And if she doesn't release him, he's gonna go after her. Could take over her mind. Like he did to my father. Destroy her from the inside out. And what if she's already gotten rid of the necklace somehow? I think this because is important. But I don't know if she still has it. Because Reynard and Raiden, when they when they found her, they were being chased by your sister and her crew. 
that she was a part of, and they were after her scythe, and her scythe is the scythe that your sister was fighting with that had Rost in it, and they may have taken the necklace as well. She didn't have anything on her when they found her. I don't know if that does or does not include her necklace. I don't know. So it could be them. I just feel like... We're worrying about stuff that hasn't even happened yet. Well, I think it's important to like be aware of if Rost is really considering the destruction of the city, is that right? Yeah, that. I think we should tackle that first, don't you? Do we even know what city? No, it... No. Was this, wasn't it a small one? Just like a... I thought he had mentioned. Oh. No, he didn't say anything. I thought he said something about the size. No. Just great destruction. Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to find out that if we don't know? We don't. We may end up chasing ghosts. It's extremely vague and does feel like a wild goose chase. <laughs> But we may end up being able to lure them if we do decide to go forward with this. I feel like we don't have a choice. Because either we go after them and we destroy them, or we let them be and they destroy all the people that we care about. Not even just them. They would destroy the world. I know. All of Desbia. Again. And you see Arsene uh, clutching the locket watch and just kind of take a a half step back of just steadying himself from swaying. I'm I'm sitting down on the roof. I don't know if you're sitting. I'm not. I'm standing. (laughs) I would have been by this. (laughs) Pretty much. Blow me over, yeah. Uh, Nixie and I just learned that there's another fight that potentially is going to come up on our doorstep as well. Which is? It's Uh, the, uh... uh, Help me! (laughs) The forge workers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, the... The forge masters have been going missing? Yes, I've known about this. It's because of Ayara. She's 
Queen Ayara and Lockwin. Umbra. Queen is the territory. Yes. She's the queen of the territory. Oh, yeah. I'm still right. Yes. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong, but you're not right. But you are right. I am right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just so used to having the... <laughs> So quick, quick aside, that one, so they had them keep, they kept saying the names wrong, and I'm just so used to just having to, on that, on instinct, so I apologize about okay. that. Yay, Bravo. Like, Yeah, still correct. You are correct, yes, I apologize, it's just, doing that as the aside, I'm just like, oh my god, this hurts so much. It's fine, it's fine. Continue, my apologies. It's fine. Have you known about this for how long, Arsene? I've known since Garnet. About six months. Yeah. She's taking forge workers and... I've known that they've been going missing, but I haven't known why. She's... I think doing something similar to what happened with my father. I've been doing experimentations like that forcing people to fuse with those orbs to make them become minions of war ticking time bombs magical time bombs she's also and I'm like really I look up at you and I go you may want to sit down let me see. Uh, I'm looking over at Zeldrius right now, but I look at you pointedly and quizzically and sit down. Uh, what was her name? Madam Crest. She had a friend who was part of the last war, that he was the general. He was the Grand General of Grand General. the yeah, Grand General of the military of the newest groups of individuals who now rule Obseria. And there's the battle at the Nagyar Plains against Alderman. He was supposed to send all the troops charging full blast toward the enemy as like a kamikaze last mission. And he didn't do it. He pulled back. And he was punished for it. All of the rulers got together and as his punishment, they ripped his soul from his body. They did the floods. It gets worse and I motion for you to hand the flask to Arsene. <laughs> she just like, Arsene like shoves it in his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like kind of lower her arm and just kind of tore the flap flask is on the ground in front of me. They split his soul in two. His soul is currently residing in the two guards of Solandris. The logical half and the emotional half have been split. Has no memories. His body is with Ayara. 
you can see I'm just shaking with rage and with um, bafflement that it has happened again. How the King of Babel endorsed it. They're all in on it. They forced anyone who didn't fully agree, they forced them to agree. Even Yorvo. Who? The king of Garenbrig. Thank you. He's the, he's the Titan King. Well, he's a yeah, he's a storm giant king. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Creature typings, they matter. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, is there anything we can even do about that, though? I don't know. I don't know what we can do. And even even Madam Cress said that we had too much on our plate already and asked us to not get involved yet. But... Thing that I'm struggling with about that is Queen Ayara is being is being influenced by Rosalind's father. He's been the one that's been dictating and telling her what to do. And I know she said something along the lines of that he was involved. I just didn't know how closely he was involved. Is that why Rosalind hates him? She hates him for multiple reasons, and I can't, I don't want to get into it because that's her, that's her story, that's her storyline, and how much she wants to divulge to other people is up to her, but. No, I'm not trying to pry for it, I just. No, 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 I, I know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm very emotionally kind of all over the place at the moment, so my apologies. Um, oh, this is a lot. It's like, it's that pendulum I was telling you about. I feel it swinging back in the other way. And I feel like I'm not well equipped to catch it. And I'm trying so hard. I, I don't want anything to happen to anybody. I don't want any more death. I don't want any more destruction. There's already been so much. I don't either. And I told you, you're not in this alone. But I just don't—I just don't want my mistakes to affect you, to affect either of you, because I spoke without thinking. I'm scared, you guys. I don't know what to do. Let me ask you this. If card flippy dude had it, Devamore <laughs> hadn't approached us, and we found out that people had died at um. Oh my god, I was really bad with names tonight, apparently. 
uh, that if the city had been attacked and lives had been lost and we knew it was likely to happen again after we went there, what, what, what do you think we would do? We'd help. Yeah. That's what we do. Is we're trying to help and we're trying to make this world better. Because I don't know about you, but, well, I mean, I have my guesses, but I can just sit by and let more people die because I was afraid to do something. We're in this together. And whatever we have to do to keep those we care about, and even those we don't know, safe, I feel like we have to at least try and that we owe it to them to try. Yeah. I don't know where we start. I don't either. Someone has to know something about this Rost dude. Or even Devilmore would and he's just not saying anything. I think he's waiting for a decision before he gives us more. I just wanted you both to be aware of conversation I had with him. So that way you wouldn't, you wouldn't be blindsided. I appreciate you not just having us all agree to this, but... I feel like we have friends in so many different areas. Like, what if it was Heidi? What if it was Professor Price? Or, um, what if Zagreus was in one of the towns? Or what if your sisters visited and, and that was the one that got attacked? We can't just sit here and do nothing. We're not going to do nothing. We just don't know where to start. I know. I, I'm just saying, like... with you. I don't trust David Mar as far as I can throw him. Well, I could probably throw him pretty far, but... This is Desmond saying, our son, keep your friends close and your enemies closer that seems like a poor that seems like a horrible strategy some he could just laugh <laughs> yeah Nico's coming upstairs he just laughed <laughs> now he's using he's in the bathroom <laughs> it may sound horrible but if you keep your enemies closer than your friends You'll be able, with your friends, you can see and understand them well enough to 
make a general prediction of when they're going to do something stupid. Duh. Is that why? But if you keep your enemies closer, you will know their every move. Maybe that's what we should say to him. I think it's smart because we have so many connections. I think it's smarter to have him keep an eye on his siblings. Right? I mean, are, are our family members being targeted? Or is it just everyone? They've already, they've already been targeted. They've already been targeted. I mean, my dad, is, Kiara. I don't know if we've been. I haven't been targeted, as far as I'm aware. But I know that I have seen Markana herself, and we've had Devamore come up to us. We're being sought out the- by Devamore. But I'm talking about being targeted with ill intent. I don't know what his intent is, but I feel like... I don't get the vibe from him that he is trying to set us up. Based off of his reactions and with what he's been saying, I, I think he genuinely wants to stop his siblings. But is Thank that you, him to fill the void? I don't know if he's trying to take on their power or what he's trying to do. And honestly, it may come a point where we have to kill him too. But the, I, can't, I can't sit by and let his siblings do what they're doing in fear of what of how much more powerful he will get. Yeah. Rost will return, and Rost will kill Kiara. I, I just know it in my gut. And I, I don't know if Lakazvedan's still going to go after my father, but he is for sure going to come after me because I royally pissed him off. So do we need to keep Kiara close then? No, Kiara needs to get away from us. I think. <laughs> But if he's gonna come after her, then would it be wise to leave her? She needs to leave she, the continent and perhaps the plane. She needs to find her own path. That's what she, she needs. Can, and she can take care of herself as well. She's capable. She's very capable. And. Honestly, I think she's safer with Rosalind and her crew than she is with us. Probably. Rosalind's going to make her new legs, by the way. <laughs> hey, Katrina, had you described what the lady in your dream looked like to Arsene at all? No. Okay. Yeah, I overheard about that dream as well. I was awake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um... No, she was kind of in this very emotional state and really didn't dive too yeah. deep into it because it was legitimately her biggest fear. 
yeah. got thrown at her and she just couldn't couldn't process. No, if you, if you had described it at all, you would have just said like some old lady. Probably. <laughs> uh, DM question. With the knowledge that Arsene has of Morgana and or just this type of magic-y stuff, could I try and make some type of check to see if I recognize that as being something that could happen? As what specifically could happen? Uh, with Nixie's dream. Being of, separated from Alamandra? Yeah, being not just separated from Alamandra, but with her, with someone else coming into her mind. Would that be something that our son could potentially recognize as being something along the lines of Morgana? Make an Arcana check for me. Arcana. Even after a roll pretty high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please be nice. Oops. It hit another dice. Yes, it did. That is. 13. You think and you ponder and consider the different schools of magic, how Desmian magic worked, the Omni Stones being separated and used, and these mental and psychic abilities that Morgana is showing just don't make sense. It's not something that you're used to or that you know of, per se, but there's just, it's weird. You don't really okay. understand her powers fully. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to see if Arsene could tell that it was Morgana that had targeted Nixie. Cool. Hard to know. No idea. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> um. oh, don't know. <laughs> so... Um... I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if either of you are planning on going forward with going after the Dark Kin, but I know that I am. I need to go after them. And I need to find the professors as well. Professors? Like Price and Brown? No. With... When we found... my body and found Reynard and Raiden, there was one of the professors of Desmia there. That was who we fought. Oh, the old baggy guy, yeah. He was the professor of necromatic magic. That explains it. That. He was a windbag. To the bitter end. <laughs> and... If he has survived this long, 
I know that the others have survived as well. The ones who did this to Renata and Raiden and I. And they are, it is the only way that they would have known how to do that to him of soul transference with the technology that we have today should not be possible. That is ancient Desmian technology and magic. I don't know how they went through with it. And then to split a soul in half on top of that? They have to have at least one professor there and both in Umbra and in Teleria. And I think Professor Amarius is in Teleria, and I totally just forgot which class she was the professor of. Um, professor Amarius was the professor of symbology, stars, and divination magics. Okay. Divination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Speaking of divination... Who was the professor that we Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Out of character? I can cast that spell. Which spell? Scry? Divination. Oh. Ooh. Um, I have no idea what that is. So... Well, hang on one quick sec. The other professor you're thinking of mm-hmm. is artist Mikhail the Third. Artist. Artist. Oh. The R D U S. Artist. Artist. Mikhail and then M yeah M I K A L E L and then the third. M I K A I E L. No M I K A L E L. A L. Mikhail. Mikhail. Artist Mikhail the Third. So he was the professor of the one who was working on the um, on their replicas of the Omni Stones. Okay. Yes. Um. You just see, like Nixie has like pulled in to herself again, and has just been thinking, but. <laughs> I don't know. So this is the hard thing. Mechanically, um, this spell requires incense and a sacrificial offering appropriate to your religion. Worth <laughs> 25 <laughs> gold pieces, which the spell consumes. First off, I don't have incense. Secondly, I have no idea what Nancy what would sacrifice Visually offer anything because she doesn't really believe in a deity other than like the magic oh, of the earth. She would pull out a tooth. Like, <laughs> she would. I mean, 
Well, it makes the most sense to her of what sacrifice that she would be willing to make. And she literally pulls out a tooth or pulls off a fingernail. Like, that's what she would do. Or rips out a small handful of hair. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I almost feel like for her, it would almost be like... Like a sacrifice of fire. Because that's something that she doesn't use intentionally mm. so I almost feel like that's how she would broach it is being like facing that that trauma of what what fire has done in her past yeah um but as far as like to a specific religion like i don't know that's a weird that's a weird thing for a druid to have in my mind because it doesn't make any sense like Druids aren't necessarily always religious. They're more, for me, like Nixie's more, more like spiritual. Like magic comes from the earth or comes from your blood. Um, I don't know. That's something I'll have to think about. But she doesn't have incense anyways, so I can't, I can't actually do it. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where the hell you'd buy incense at. Downstairs. <laughs> we we have a very powerful. Hard for us talking. Yeah, I know. Why why do we need to? We're just waiting a week because of your siblings? Well, one, I didn't want anybody else around for that discussion. And two, I wanted to give us time to think about what specifically we're going to say to him. Because they take words very, very seriously. Like, they are very particular with cadence and verbiage. And I'm not good at either. I know speak good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what it takes. I have very little to lose. And I know that the professors are most likely pulling strings from behind the scenes or in front of them. And both the professors and the Darkin should not be here. I shouldn't be here. Logistically, no. But I know that if you weren't here, we likely wouldn't be either. for a reason. And we're together for a reason. Sometimes that feels crazy. But they're family. Yes, we are. And I look up and look 
her pointedly at Tara when I say that. We are a family. And we do need to... <laughs> we have been through a lot together. And... I know that taking things on our own is not always the wisest. <laughs> and I know that there is strength in numbers, and there is strength in heart. More. more we come to understand and accept each other looking over at Nixie kind of seeming to look at both Nixie and Almanda more we understand and come to come to terms with each other and our own past and our own Our own hearts and minds. I know things will go better for us. We do better together, huh? Da. Although I. I don't know if Nixie is it possible for me to speak directly to Alamantra or has she been hearing all of this? I don't know quite how you two work together. <laughs> I don't know. One second. <laughs> I've got to reach out to her. And have you been listening to our conversation? There is no response as you reach out to Alamandra. That's weird. I will try it one more time. Alamandra. You hear this very exhausted and um, almost breathy tone of, I'm sorry, Nixie, I'm just, my attachment's a little bit weakened right now. I can't really focus. All that magic is still swelling within me. Oh, from the orbs? Mm. She's, she's exhausted from she's the ritual. Exhausted. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of do, like, whatever the internal equivalent to like putting our hands up and backing away slowly <laughs> um, and you'll see like Nixie does that like glossed over look over eyes and she'll like come back and um, she's really really tired she did had a hard time even talking with me. She needs a rest after 
helping that. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For what? It doesn't look for us. Oh, I don't know why you guys are apologizing. I'm apologizing for disturbing the rest. Oh. I mean, she didn't but seem upset. Come on. Tired. Tara, we wouldn't be here if we didn't want to be. You didn't force us to do any of this for your family. You are our family. You are... You are part of... You are part of an ancient family. (laughs) A 20,000 year old family. A new member. But hey, speak for yourself. I'm only 17. <laughs> yeah. you, you are also part of an ancient family. Goes back thousands of years. Well, we can't all be acupuncturists. <laughs> 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 oh my god. So Sorry, I just felt like I had to just say that I just after the thing, ancient family, I, my mind immediately went to that scene. I don't know why, but. DMCA for the quote. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, what's <laughs> Anyway. I feel like we're all on the same page with this. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't forcing you both into something that you didn't want to sign up for. Because you've already done so much for me, for my for my blood family. And I I want to As Nixie and Arsene try to combat each yeah, other, Nixie just talking throws together. her hand up against Arsene's mouth. What's <laughs> um, <laughs> up? Would totally be Arsene. Um, could fly, and we were to jump off a cliff together. I would trust you. You don't do anything without a reason. Not necessarily a good reason, but... Uh, this seems like a pretty good reason. There's lives at stake. Yeah. Maybe good intentions. Oh no, threatening Davamore was not my proudest moment. Probably not the wisest thing to do. Or Um, the smartest. I didn't kill you where you stood, so... No, he didn't, because he needs us, I think. He would have. I gave him every reason to. But he needs us. At least Which means... what to expect then, right? Yeah. It also means we may be a bit of an advantage. 
I don't know. I think we need to ask him more information when we meet with him. Well, if we do want his protection of our family members, be thinking about the list of people. He's going to ask for it. And if we want to go with the follow your siblings route instead, we need to also decide that before the week's out. I don't know what the best route is. I really don't. I... I'm just ever cautious of that pendulum. Why do you think you need to catch the pendulum? If I don't, it's going to swing and take out everything that's in its path. It's going to destroy lives, ruin futures. No matter which way it swings, it will always do that. That's how time works. Time builds and destroys. The only way, if you were to catch the pendulum, you would be stopping time. And you would have everything. You would have the power over everything if you had that pendulum in your hand. I would rather take on the brunt of all the negative karma than have it befall upon people that I care about. And what lessons would be learned of anyone? If it allowed them to live, if it allowed them to live, but you were to die, Tara kind of just pulls her knees into her chest and stares at the flask on the ground. We cannot promise to anyone that we will stay safe, that we will come back alive, that we will anything of those sorts that promises our lives to continue. But what we can promise is to take care of ourselves, to take care of others. But if we are to take care of others, we must be certain that we are well enough within ourselves to take care of them. If the pendulum swings and you go to catch it, and you take the blow, but it cuts right through you, it's still good. Even if you catch it and it blows you over.
think what it comes down to is I think what it comes down to is there is always going to be evil in this world. And we can't stop it all. But we sure as hell can try. Yeah. She kind of like sticks her hand in the middle between you guys like over top of the flask. Just goes... So we're in this together. I put my hand under yours. <laughs> oh, look at how. As do I. You're not asking us to do anything. We're volunteering. Tara's got tears well up in her eyes and she smiles and puts her hand on top. I turn my hand over and I reach around and grab both of your hands in mine. Jesus, your hand is huge. (laughs) (laughs) Another hand on top, completely enveloping. I am tall. You know how we're building a foundation on liquor. I feel like this is bad as when Brad just goes, Damn, your balls are hairy! (laughs) (laughs) I need to train. That's what I was going to ask. Is there anything else we need to take care of before Devilmore comes? So I've got a list in my brain of things I think we should do for my family. My father, I want to send him to Kenamar? Kenamar. Kenamar. I want to send him to Kenamar with um, Madame Crest and Sherisol and Zeldrius. I'm assuming she's going with her mother. I hope so. Yeah. can't imagine that woman's ever going to let Zeldrius out of her sight again. <laughs> she's going to... Zeldrius is going to be living at home and... <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of her for the rest of her life for a very long life so she is birthdays. too smart to go to any type of school she is way too smart for that don't let her be a diviner don't let her be a diviner that's up to her I know I'm just saying like <sighs> anyway I want my father to go with them I'm gonna give him this, and I'll point at the ring that Callie gave me. And I'm I'm gonna have... Who has the necklace right now? It's your sister. I'm wondering which one. I think it's Inara. Inara has the necklace of anti-detection. I'm gonna ask Inara to give him that necklace as well to keep him safe. He may still have magical residue emanating off of him that anyone who's seeking for it might find within him and trying to do this to him again. And I want to prevent that from happening. I feel like he would be safe with Professor Brown. Brown or Price? He's not magical by nature. I know. 
But he is. You can see our son just has this thinking, quizzical look on his face, trying to decide which parent to send him to. Yeah, no. Um, And as you're talking about this, too, Nixie is just like beaming since you're taking her idea of giving your father the ring to disguise him, and she's just tickled pink. (laughs) No, it was a great idea. It was a great idea. So, um. Want him to stay hidden? Stay safe to build a life for himself that doesn't rely on past. Inara, I don't know what she's going to do, but I think she's wanting to stay close by. Not necessarily watch him specifically, but close enough by. Maybe she'll follow to Kenamar. Maybe she won't. I do know that she wants to meet Rosalind as well. And Rosalind is going to meet in five days, four days, four days now, my family home to meet Kiara and to take and to take her with them. So that way Kiara can build her own life and find her own path that's not reliant on warring territories or demons or destruction or anything in that regard. And maybe Rosalind can help her hone her magic that she has. Do I see him? No, I'm. I'm. I'm just. Okay. My hands. <laughs> I just see you playing with the deck of cards. I need to keep my hands busy. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> like, like God, you'll know. I do the signature shuffling of the deck of when you're at a okay. bridge. That's when you know. I need to keep my hands busy because you guys do my job much. for me. So. <laughs> well, the conversation wrapping up soon. Yeah. Oh, don't um, worry. I have something going on. Oh, dear. We still have it. Anyway, Kiara's going to go with Rosalind, find her own path. Maybe they'll eventually go after her father. I don't know. I'm hoping not. Tried to convince her not to. It may end up being a good idea. I don't think she should yet. He's focused on her. And her jumping into the lion's den is not going to be good for her. Not yet. I think she has to make that decision, though. I know know she does. And I'm... Damn it! <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take a swig from the flask and just like slam it back down again, and just be like, "It's moments like this that make me really ticked off that I've have traits from my own mother." <laughs> There's a huge difference between you and her, though. That is. Yeah, I'm prettier. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Thank you, Gable. <laughs> and as, yeah, <laughs> indeed, Arsen winks at you. <laughs> Thanks, gay boy. Um, that and you're not. Hey, I can old. appreciate it. What was that? I said that and you're not cruel. I try not to be. You're not. You're very kind. People who are cruel just watch the world burn. 
and do nothing about it. And you're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm going to ask Reynard and Raiden to meet us there as well. There is something I need to show them. <clears throat> I don't know if they should. They shouldn't be there for when Davenport shows up. Are you talking about to meet Rosalind? Like in four days? In four days, when we are at the house, I'm going to ask Reynard and Raiden to meet us there as well. If they can. I just, I don't, I think having more people around when David Moore shows up is bad. I'm not sure, but that's not why I'm asking them to join. Okay. You see, Arsene just kind of moves his hair away from the side of his face and is just kind of rubbing the side of his head. Actually, I will say as you do that, um, both Nixie and Tara, you notice that there is some sort of an imprint around Arsene's head that looks like something was there but was removed recently, but is no longer there. I did see the broken crown in his hands. Yeah, you did see the so broken crown. You saw, yeah, the broken crown in the hands, and also both of you. I don't know how well Nixie, Nixie would have taken notice of it, but you both would have at least seen it on the forge table. I was a little distracted. <laughs> yes, you were. Well, your passive insight being 17, right? Uh, so my passive insight is now 19. Oh, sorry, not inside, uh, perception. 15. I don't know, like... Yeah. 15. Alright, yeah, so, okay, yeah. You would have noticed it, but, like, you would have assumed it's probably just more scrap metal than anything, since it was kind of broken. But now you might be able to piece it together. Oh, God. Ha! Good night, everybody. <laughs> and with that, oh, the fun campaign fun. is over. We're finished. <laughs> <laughs> we're waiters, waiters. We lost all three subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> it was nice while it lasted. The pun that broke the camel's back. Yeah. <laughs> Love it, though. That was funny. Why am I laughing? The pun that broke the crown. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm <laughs> Right. I will not turn them too powerful. I'm too powerful. Since, <laughs> when, since when did our son become a dad? <laughs> our son's been like the campaign uncle for a while. Yeah, but the dad <laughs> jokes are strong with this one. Oh. Yeah, uncles have honorary rights to dad jokes. That is true. I will give that to you. Sometimes more rights. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you think it's. I don't know what else we have to do other than meet Rosalind in four days, but we're we're just going to make sure here. We should rest and Madam to travel. Madam Crest is willing to transport us back to Ardenvale. I'm hoping that maybe she can teleport us to 
that village that Rost was at. It's closer to the border. You mean the hold? Yes. No, that the, wasn't the one Ross. that was destroyed. That no, Ross didn't Ross. do that. No. That was Kiara and her crew. Yes, but Ross was driving them. Ross was part of it. Okay. Ross was technicalities. Technicalities, but yes, sure. She's putting the blame on Rost. Fair enough. How about that? Yeah, there we go. That makes sense. <laughs> um, I was just like, wait a second, did I misspoke? She's she's under the assumption that it's the all ripping, Ross, not that they're ripping the souls out of their bodies was Ross doing that. Gotcha. Uh, that's what she's sense. assuming. Yeah, okay, you're sense. assuming. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Like, as a player, I'm aware that it was likely one of the members of that group mm, that was enough. doing that, but that seems like a demonic thing to do, which in her mind is, fair enough, it equates Rost. to Rost. Fair enough. So. Alright. Um, if we're going to leave, can we wait till Archimedes gets back? Archimedes? So? Isn't that who I sent? Yeah, you sent Archimedes. I wasn't there for that. No. Yeah, yeah, you didn't tell either of them what, what you did. <laughs> yeah, so you've never heard this name before. Um, Nixie goes, oh, uh, I, I sent an owl to go deliver a message to Ryan. Oh, yeah, we can totally, yeah, wait, where'd you get an owl? <laughs> Um, I can. Is it, call is it like the diamonds? Is it like or what? the cats? Is I it like the diamonds or the cats? Or is it more like RNL? It's more like RNL. Oh, I, cool. I could have two of them hanging out if I wanted to, but this this one was just to play messenger. Because. <clears throat> I pulled out my map, and in theory, Ryan's close. Too far to travel, but far enough to ask him and touch base with him. So, I just want to wait a little bit longer. But I have no issue. I'm still forging. Well, you're not right now. Well, I'm taking a break. My hands are tired. My father needs a day at least in order to right himself again before he can even walk. I want to make sure that he's on his way. Yes. Your family needs to rest. Yeah. You probably should as well. But it looks like a big fight. I'm actually okay. Surprisingly, like, what? My father took more damage than I did. Duh. I'm a, I'm a slippery motherfucker. <laughs> uh, you're a woozy. Well, not woozy, but wobbly. Yes, Nixie. I've only had two sips. I'm fine. <laughs> Clarification on sure. the ring of spell storing that I got last session. Correct. It, it holds. Eight, eight levels. How long does it take me to store that in there? Hopefully an hour. An, an hour, like, per spell level? No, an hour just to put all the spells you need into it that you work, that you need. So it'll require a short rest worth of time to store those levels of spells. 
do I have to have the spell prepared? No. <gasps> you guys. I would I, I would make it in the sense of that if you know that you're gonna be doing something else and you want to just have it ready, mm. I'm not gonna because there's gonna be plenty of time between usually with the three of you. <laughs> you usually have point A, point B, and because there's plenty of time arcs going on, I'm not going to discount the fact that, oh, this is a great idea. I'm going to do that, but prepare it today. That at some point in time, that would be the case. Oh. You know, because that, that makes sense to me in my mind of, because people have spontaneous ideas like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they, don't just, they just, bam, they get it and they go, oh, I can do this now. Yeah. So, so I can change them out every short rest too then. At least, at least we'll... Once they're stored in the ring, they stay there until you use it. Correct. So you can't change them out. Once you store it, it's it's in there until you use it. There are some limitations. It's like a battery. Yeah, I'm mainly, I'm mainly talking about, like, in times of major time transition, that that would be fine. But, yeah, but for currently, in current stuff, what you have prepared is what you can put in the ring. But, like, tomorrow during either you all getting ready to go, you can change it, but you have to have those spells prepared. You know, but if it's, again, a long span of time, you can put whatever you want in it, depending along the journey. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I got you. And I can only Just put druid spells in it, or can I put warlock can, spells in it? We can put any spells into it. Okay. If it has a level, it goes in. <laughs> Just can't be campus. Right. Because <laughs> then you can have infinite cantrips, and what's the point of that <laughs> if you already have infinite cantrips? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would love to see someone break a ring of spells to work with filling it with too many cantrips. Because <laughs> they're technically level zero. <laughs> with zero divided by zero, a very mad calculator. <laughs> I also am going to want to train a bit. That will be smart of all of us. You see Nixie put up two fists. We were going to fight, yeah? Tonight? I don't know. You said you needed to train. It's, it's, it's lunchtime? Yeah. Yes. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I, almost, I almost went to the kitchen instead of the rooftop. I thought it was 6 p.m. <laughs> no. No, Crest had told you that she was going to go get lunch, even though I technically... Forgot. Supper. Nope. <laughs> because this happened, you all did the ritual to save your father this morning. <laughs> I know. I thought it was two in the sessions afternoon. ago. Two sessions ago. I thought it was in the afternoon. Nope. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to our. I want to fight Tara. <laughs> Let's not do it on the roof, first of all. No. We'll go, we'll go down like the open thing in front of the house. <laughs> In the field? Sure. That thing. <laughs> Nixie's <laughs> super excited. <laughs> or so just face palms that you forgot the word field. <laughs> As you're all having your conversation wrap up and the feeling and camaraderie that is shared amongst the three of you, Tara, mm-hmm. you see up in the trees about 40 or 50 feet back, Looks to be a shadowed figure. And as you kind of have your gaze go towards it, you see it disappears. 
and you swear you see a splash of red and black disappear into the shadows of the forest. And that's all you see. Is it the bird? Humanoid? Humanoid in shape. How about after lunch we fight? Okay. Go ahead and go to the kitchen. I'll be in in a minute. Uh, and I jump off the roof. <laughs> I was gonna I'm say. rolling for insight. <laughs> I jump off the roof. Make an insight check. Yeah. What are you I, I, I do. I do. I'm telling you both so of you. I'm telling both of you. Well, you're pointedly talking to her. I was talk. I was looking at her so that she could hear me. <laughs> <laughs> all of the mics right here. I did. Yes. Um. I I do grab the flask and throw it into my bag before jumping off the roof. Uh, nineteen. Nineteen. Do you even have to roll acrobatics checks anymore? No. no. I, as, um, whatever the fall damage is, I take off, because I have slow fall, I take off five hit points per monk level, which I'm a level nine monk. So whatever the damage is, minus 45. And the building's not tall enough to even reach 45. Yep. <laughs> so. I can also run up walls. <laughs> yeah, and run down walls. So. So take your pick. Something has got Tar's attention and they're hastily leaving. That is what you get and gather. Cool. But you see Tar just <laughs> dip <laughs> off of the roof. Do you take your flask? Yeah, they threw it in my bag. Oh, okay. what's, what's Tara doing? Once I hit the ground? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go off. Her. She Naruto. I'm not very far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm looking up. Make a perception check. That was Darn. Good. Um, Perception's still twelve, but whatever you saw, it is no longer here. As you hear a thud on the ground, and Dixie jumps off the roof in response. Make a thirty-seven throw. <laughs> Is RNL also inside? <laughs> yeah. Make it a charity saving throw for them too, please. Disadvantage because they're inside of your. In your bra, oh. basically. Uh, ten for Nixie. And a natural one for RNL. Oh no! Both you and RNL take eleven points of uh, falling damage. Okay. RNL disappear. No. Nope. RNL's okay. Well, RNL's really fine. Hurt. <laughs> He's hurt, but he 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 it the the dazed icons from animes above his head. <laughs> As he just like I just picture him go like me jumping down on the ground and him going. Pop, pop in my chin. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. go with that. 
It's like you feel the white hot burning as the te- as your teeth knock together as you and Arnold are just kind of like oh, dazed and just this sudden searing pain comes to both of you. I I'm so sorry. I thought that would have been cooler. Ouch. And I'll kind of like rub my chin and rub his head simultaneously as I go into... You feel a little blood on top of Arnell's Arnell's head and blood coming from your chin. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll go like... I'll burn some of my (laughs) balm of the summer court to like make him better and then like... Didn't you already burn it all on Tara's father? Yeah, I did. Yeah. have it rested. Never mind. Nope. <laughs> it's all the same. It yeah. is only three hours, four, five hours later. God damn it. Yep. <laughs> Not even, like, three hours later. No, I've been pushing before. That's right, yeah, so it's four hours later. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse bad. you, I've been forging. <laughs> well, fine, you DM then. Here, you may sit in the chair of power and I'll just go upstairs. <laughs> you want to play yourself? No. <laughs> Good. Uh, I don't but that's yeah, too tragic. He'll just like, nurse, the, nurse the like bruise that's welling on the bottom of the side of her chin as she like goes in to find Madame Crest making lunch. <laughs> I'll like frantically look up in the tree line and I don't see her, but I'll just wh- like whisper, shout, and be like, "Callie." Do I hear that? Make a perception check. Depends on if you followed me. Yeah, I you... was up on the roof. Yeah, I'm down on the ground and in, in the tree line. Oh, yeah, yeah, did you I... follow them? No. No, okay. Yeah. Make a perception check though. No. So no. <laughs> <laughs> you see you just see Tara disappear into the tree line and Nixie jump off the roof and head inside to go find <laughs> to go <laughs> find as they leave you behind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can hear my teeth rattle from up there though. One news bros. So you call it the Kelly? Yeah. You see out in the distance, a little bit further, but much deeper into the forest, that almost is too inviting, because you know the dangers of the forest and its ability to make you believe you're still in the forest and the material plane and not in the Feywild. But you swear for a brief moment when you mention that name, you can... Much, it's much harder to make up, but again, you see that humanoid figure and that splash of red and black. Long hair. Just, and you see two glowing eyes as they. Glowing eyes? Like glowing what color? Her, her eye color. It's normal? Mm-hmm. She just, she's gone. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the dice <laughs> told her she doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty on par. Especially <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Allen did not want to talk. I'll stand there dejected for a moment, and um, I will walk inside mm-hmm. to go get. I don't have to eat, but I'll sit. I'll sit there while everyone else is eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, like, you can still, like, enjoy it, but there is no, like, benefits to you until the, yeah. the dragon's feast goes away. Yeah, pretty much. Um, 
So you gather together, and you see Madame Crest kind of treating Nixie with like an ice pack on both of RNL and Nixie's in the chin, on RNL's head and Nixie's chin. And Crest just being like, and you jumped off the roof. Why? Because we thought we could do a flip. I didn't try to do a flip, I just jumped. Tarver does it all the time. But she has particular abilities that allows her to do such things. Have you trained in that kind of art before? No. Just let it rest there for a little while. The pain should subside over a little bit of time. Um, but welcome. Uh, we are uh, lunch is ready and served if you would like. Thank you. Appreciate it. And kind of see Sarah pick up a tray for Crowley and such, and she kind of just leaves. She kind of acknowledges all of you, but she kind of makes her way out to go give Crowley his lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, while we're eating lunch, I kind of want to try to open that book. Oh Christ! I <laughs> am like, as soon as you pull it out, I am like trained eyes on it. I'm just watching and staring at it. You see the the bound tome with the large padlock and golden filigree over the top over the top of above the lock. <laughs> um, what do you do? It seems like the book itself is locked. I like grab it and I <laughs> like trying to shake it open. <laughs> Even before you begin to start shaking, as you put your hand upon it, you watch as almost this teal-like energy kind of from your hand for a brief second as the lock unlatches and fades away, almost in uh, a very quick blue uh, trailing fire as it just, all the chains and such disappear as the tome is now unbound. That was cool. Kind of like slowly open it and then like flip it to the first page. As you flip flick it to the first page, you see writings of things that are hard to comprehend, but it seems like it kind of begins like a diary for Alamandra and all the different things that she has learned and different notes, and you even see some sketches. In some, in some parts of this book of, you know, little areas of Desmia, one area that looks like a park that you see a man kind of standing and kind of pointing up towards the sky with a smile across his face. Kind of following over into the next page, you see that's a very similar setting, but you see him carving something into a tree uh, in a very beautiful courtyard. Smiling back at her. God, she must have been so happy. So I just like we'll flip the next page and the next page and just see like more pictures of their love and like her notes. Um, and just be like entranced with it. Do like, you see all four? Oh, go ahead. Um, and like whatever crest like made for lunch, if she slides me any, I'll like just not want it in between like flipping pages. Mm-hmm. 
you see in, as you kind of go deeper and deeper in, the, the text kind of changes here and there. Um, as you can see the different kinds of magics that Alamandra had wielded, and she was very powerful as a ruler, and especially as a magic user. You see some of the entries kind of change subtly from a happy note to much more serious. And as you kind of try to read into them, you see the letters kind of change place and almost mess up, mess up whatever writing is in there as if it's trying to hide something or make it more difficult to comprehend exactly what's on certain pages or to the point of where you don't even understand what it even reads anymore. Almost like a cipher. Almost like a cipher. As I am looking over, kind of sitting next to her and looking at this, the book as well, can I tell anything? Make an arcana check. Seriously? Wow. Wow. Do your dice hate you? Yeah. yeah. Two sixes. Time to change dice. What ones are you rolling? The green ones. The green ones that were nice earlier. Mm-mm. Can I roll an arcana check? Sure. Cake. Oh. I'm so sorry, Arsene. You sort yours out first. Eleven. Eleven. You have no idea what's going on. It's 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 Alamandra's book. Like no one, one just just does not simply have the the rune the rune queen's book in their hands. Yeah, honestly. But it's still cool to finally see it. True. So you just see Nixie's like hands start like darting across the pages and like almost like she's connecting the dots. Uh, I rolled an Arcana for a total of 27. Ooh! So, what you find is that you see the words themselves are trying to beguile anyone who is not supposed to have their eyes in this book. (laughs) Naturally, you're able to start piecing together different uh, aspects of the page itself and you see the one that you're able to decipher initially after spending a little bit of time. You see it, it's a journal entry from Alamandra, and there's a description in there that is almost terrifying. And it seems that she herself was not feeling right on the day of Yogg-Saron's appearance in Desmia. This seems to be a text that was written possibly even mere moments before the fall of Desmia. As it says, Oh, although the ball, I look forward to spending time with my dear husband. Something inside of me just stirs. This ever-looming dread and anguish and pain is flowing inside my breast. I don't know what it is or why, but I just can't escape this feeling. I know that my loving husband was just trying to reassure me and say that it's just nerves, that we haven't had a ball in the Platinum Palace for quite some time. 
I certainly hope that's the case. But something still makes me concerned about the Sherisol. I want to believe her, but why can't I? Something doesn't seem right. And it just trails off and and then it just ends. After Nixie piecing the journal entry to the events that Almandra has shown her, she just flips the book closed and rests her hand on top of it. Injustice like sorrow of everything that happened to her. just can't understand what that pain would feel like to lose the one you cared about the most and your entire country all in the same day. She just takes a deep breath. And she'll like put the book back in her backpack and then just sit there and like stare at her food. Just like so reeling from thinking about how hard that would be. Charles not even eating. I'm the food. Well, our son knows it, notices the change in Missy's demeanor. Mm-hmm. Kind of leans over. You alright? You look, you look like you've near seen a ghost. has so much pain and I can't imagine how hard it must be for her she lost everything overnight what kind of thing would this destroy You're right. It does. There are no words that can truly describe that. I do appreciate that you are trying to understand. And if we're not learning, then what 
You're always learning something. And I know... I think I can say with accuracy that Alamantra most likely does appreciate as well that you are trying to understand her. And she is still my queen. And by proxy, you as well. And I know, I know you don't want me to look or treat you any differently. I am trying. But. I'm trying to find a way that I can hold to your wishes as best as possible. And I have an idea that it would require me to talk to Alamantra later at some point. When she is Thank you. As the meal kind of convenes together, is there anything else you wish to do for the rest of this day? Other than fight Tar. <laughs> yeah, you two are sparring. I'm gonna watch for a little bit, uh, like the start of it, and then I'm gonna go back into the forge. Okay. I'm gonna go. Let's go up to the front. Um, and I am gonna invite Vishayasal and Zeldrius if they care to join in there. Zeldrius is ecstatic and just kind of follows along with Vishayasal kind of following behind. So, what sort of fight are you going for? Are you wanting to do martial combat? Or are you wanting to do, like, your normal fighting style? Um... I mean, Tara needs the warm up. Nixie is just like here to be the punching bag, essentially. So, what do you need? <laughs> I mean, I, you're not wrong. I'm asking what you're preferring to do. Because if you're planning on doing like magic attacks, which are mostly distance related, um, or if you're planning on like sparring and doing like physical physical attacks. That's what she wants to know. I thought Nixie had been talking about wanting to do the hand-to-hand combat. To learn? Yeah, because I remember our son from from a uh, mechanical standpoint, I'm probably going to flavor this to look like um, to look like Marshall for what I have planned. But there's definitely going to be some cantrips and uh, a few. Is it, what I'm wondering is, is, are you fighting melee or distance? Um, we can fight melee. 
Okay. Because this is the, uh, the other part of the training that Tara wanted to do is she's going to take off the sash, mm-hmm. wrap it around her eyes. Mm. Mm. You watch as Tara takes off. And they're still active for eight hours, so because I'm technically still attuned to it. You can you can dispel it at any point in time. Oh, I can dispel it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I don't want to deal that much fucking damage to her. Please, no. no. Like, <laughs> we like no, I, I don't want the jaded hand. I don't want to hurt her. Like, no, yeah, you, hurt you, her. you kind of, you set away, you banish away the effect of the vestige bestowed upon you. And now you just see the sash as it is. As you see and watch Tara take the sash and just tie it over their eyes and nod it off as they're completely unable to see. Okay. I'm blinded. You are blinded, quote unquote, blinded. By by status rules, yes, you are technically blind. So you see Tara do that. You wa- are you going to watch our son? For a moment. I am looking for my spells. Uh, I'm looking for spells. Because I take a defense. I'm taking a defensive stance and I'm waiting. Um... It's gonna be ridiculous and so stupid. Um, Do it. How far? How far away are we from each other? Like 40, 40 feet, thirty feet. How far apart did you want to be before you started blinding yourself? Well, I was gonna stand about ten feet away from her. So the rough. So she. So Tara is roughly about ten feet away from you. Okay. Um. Uh. She can't see or hear this, but I'm going to use my first action to cast Stone Skin on myself. <laughs> and consume one of those diamonds. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> as, you cover your, as you cover yourself, you see, Arsene, oh no, Ar, is, is it a silent spell or? Uh, it's, so it's verbal somatic material. So I guess like when I, when I'm like, um, are, Motion and words, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did I say to you? I said something, but whatever I said, that's when I would have cast it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you I watch Nixie take all the diamonds, and as you watch, as her skin <laughs> coat, pretty much coating herself, what almost looks like to be bark of a tree. Well, that's a fancy trick. Shut up, Arsene! <laughs> Tara, 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 Tara smirked even before Arsene said that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fancy. What can? What do you want me to say? Nothing and just watch? No. So if Tara, do does, if Tara does nothing after that, I'm gonna. They're just standing there. I'm gonna run up with my daggers, <laughs> and I'm going to mm-hmm. cast uh, uh, an elemental weapon on my, my main hand dagger, 
So it becomes this magical weapon of acid damage because I won't do fire because Tara. Um, So, (laughs) um, and I'm going to roll to hit Tara with my dagger. (laughs) Uh, Actually pretty good. I don't know what your armor class is, but I rolled a 19. So uh, 19 total. You yes. you watch as you go, and you're thinking like, as as you're about to go ahead and hit them, as they're standing there, they just sidestep, take your arm, and kind of elbow you in the back of the head to spin around and reface you. Okay, I'm gonna use my offhand to try and like stab her in the stomach with it. Okay. Oh, that's gonna miss too. You go to stab with your offhand. You watch as their as their leg. Catches your catches it mid swing, and kind of thrusts their leg back and kind of pushes you away as their hands are as they're still blinded, still waiting, and that's all I can do. Standing there, okay. You see Nixie there, just as you kind of deflected their attacks away. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for two hits. Okay into the um, the hardened part of the gut. Okay. Yeah. That probably misses. 15. That hits. Oh. <laughs> you watch as, as you're kind of parried off to the side, you watch as you turn around to see Tara just <laughs> and hit you right in the gut. <laughs> 10. Five and and I'll go to hit you again. Okay. That's that's gonna miss. That was lower. Um, thirteen. That hits. That's my armor. Oh shoot! <laughs> I'm a druid. Come on, I don't have a high AC. That's why I cast shit like eleven. So you take five. Yeah, I passed that too. So sure enough, as you feel her hit right up against you in the gut. And I will spend a key point to do patient defense. And you watch as they step back and take a defensive stance once more. Nixie, we love you. Every, every player, every player character. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. Okay. So, um, dagger, dagger again. Mm-hmm. Uh, dirty twenty. That is my armor class. Uh, you use face defense. It's a disadvantage. Oh, yeah, it's a disadvantage. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry, Nixie. I did it on purpose. <laughs> well, I rolled better, so that still hits. Yeah, it still Yay. hits. Nice. It still hits. Yeah. Six. Six points of damage. Sure. As it cuts across you. Mm-hmm. And the second attack will miss. And then as my bonus action... Uh, you 
well, you don't see it, but you feel it, um, <laughs> as vines sprout from the ground, and, um, uh, and lash out at you, and you need, uh, need to make a dexterity saving And I put it, uh, 17. I'm going to put it 20 feet behind you. Okay. Uh, 17. 17. Damn it, that's what you need. <laughs> no! You watch as you kind of chuckle to yourself as you watch as these vines kind of start creeping up. But you watch Tara just immediately, their ears kind of perk up a little bit and they kind of look downward. And it, make an insight check, Nixie. That one. <laughs> How is she doing this? <laughs> we watch her just kind of vault over you to get away from whatever vines were appearing out and around. Ends my turn. Tara. Bing bong. No. Oh, that's high. Oh. Um, uh, 26. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, for eight, so four. You take four. Okay. And higher to hit for another eight, so four damage. Okay. How do you hit Nixie? Hmm? How do you punch Nixie? But I am doing it's- better this time because I am not even to half health yet. Yay! It's more, it's like, I would go probably between the scapulas in the back, still Mm -hmm. on the stone skin, and um, right here, right at the base of the neck, but still on the stone skin. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do patient defense again. (laughs) You watch as as Tara's vaults over you, behind you, you feel her kind of spin you around and use her palm and hit up against you and use a side... Almost as if she's trying to like pickpocket you, but immediately comes down and like chops you right near towards the base of your neck as you feel something go in your shoulder. Wow. <laughs> it just kind of like it, it hurts a bit, but she, when you watch as they once again kind of take another uh, few steps back and take another stance waiting for you. Um, so, as Nixie's standing within five feet of you, Tara. You just feel the air go cold in the space that you guys are in. And mm-hmm. uh, Arsene, you see this um, frost just starts to cover over the top of Nixie's bark skin as Ooh. she casts Armor of Agathis on herself. <laughs> and then, uh, bonus action, she's going to hit you with her deck. Taurus? Uh, am I still at disadvantage? Yep, because he's patient defense. Yep. Because you took an hour short rest with uh, the one. Pretty sure that's still going to hit. That's a 22. I rolled a 16. Yeah, that's still hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, two points of slashing damage and three points of acid damage. Five total. Okay. Stands over with their daggers at the ready. So you feel another dagger kind of 
drag across your leg as you're trying to block it off mm-hmm. from going towards anything that might be vital by accident. Mm. What do you do? I'm gonna like do a spin kick to the side of your to the side of your abdomen. Mm-hmm. That's cock. That's, <laughs> That's still good. Um, Twenty-four. That'll hit. Oh, I rolled low. Um, six, so you take three. Okay. And then another... And then another kick. With that first attack, you take five points of damage. Okay. Tara, as you spin and... Nick says you feel your ribcage kind of... Not crumble, but you feel it take a really hard hit. You watch as Tara, you see the ice curl off of Nixie's arm, uh, uh, off of Nixie's body and up, up the side of your leg as you hit. Rea- reaction hit uh, kick for a 19. I, li- I lied, it's 10 points because I cast oh. it. No, okay. no, no, no. 15 points. I cast it at third level. No, no, no. 30 points, no, I cast it at this level. No, I did. I marked it off at this level. I was trying to figure out where I cast it at. It's 15, points. It's 15 points of damage. I gained 15 temp hit points. And nice. And I just took two oh. off, so I have 13 left. Um, yeah. Bravo. So 15 points of damage to you. Nice. Does um, a 19 hit you? Yeah. Duh. Okay. <laughs> Ow. Eleven, so you take five. So as 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 the first kick hit, <laughs> as the first kick lands, you watch Arsene from the porch as the ice curls up. The first impact, Tara quickly jumps back and just rushes in and kicks Nixie right in the chest. But you watch again the the armor of Agatha's <laughs> explode with ice. As how, you, how long does that last for? Um, it lasts for an hour. Wow. Also, don't forget to be rolling your concentration checks. Uh, yeah, I have been. Um, except for this last one. Does that require concentration? No, but Barkskin does. Or Stoneskin does. Stoneskin, yeah. Yeah, and I passed that too. Okay. So, what else are you doing, Tara? I think... I think with that second hit, she would spend a key point to do stunning strike. <laughs> <laughs> Make a constitution saving throw. Oh yeah, super good at those. You used to be good at those. <laughs> yeah, no, you're stunned. The first hit, whack! The second hit, whack! And as the ice kind of curls, you kind of see Tar taking some damage. And you're tickled pink at this, the fact that you're able to go toe-to-toe with Tara without seemingly too much issue, as almost as you kind of, you almost lose sight of Tara for just a brief second, as Tara just comes up and like spins around behind you, as you feel them (laughs) into your back, you feel all your muscles tighten as Tara just kind of applies the last force of their palm as your body tightens up into just complete and utter locked. 
and we hear a small laugh so, before so Chopper says, strike is not an attack, right? No. Stunning strike is an ability that goes with the attack. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so it's not an additional attack. It's just part of no, the it's second one. Like the point where I hit, I can choose a key point to try and stun you when I hit you. Um, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't like a third attack or something. No, 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 no. Um, I think I'm going to do a flurry of blows, though. Okay. And hit you two more times, <clears throat> and it's at it, it's at advantage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nat nineteen for eleven, um, so five. Do I take another fifteen? Yep. Well, yeah, every time you hit them, you're taking fifteen apiece. And I took Warcaster, so I get advantage on my concentration chance to maintain my spell, and that's yeah. the only reason why I have so far. Mm-hmm. Now it's caught. Yeah, not 19 again. <laughs> For um, seven, so you take three. Okay. You're so lucky that boon has lasted this long. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that, that'll be my turn. Your turn comes around, you can't do anything. <laughs> so. You took 30 points of damage for those, both of those? Yeah, I did. Okay. Is it healing you each time? No. No. It's, it's not? Nope. It, it just it gives them 20 points. You, you, what you, like, see, what, what you feel like, I think, um, is that each time you, like, hit Nixie and you, like, pierce through the armor of, um, the ice, it like reforms and curls up your body. And then like and she just seems like like the ice is protecting her. Um mm. and but and she hasn't been really taking any of her normal health damage this entire time. You just burnt through my time hit points. So you look totally fine. Yeah, essentially. Um, <laughs> I'm down to 54 uh, out of 83 after all of that. You're at 83? I'm 54 out of 83. 54, okay. Okay. Um. How's see. <laughs> yeah. I'm less than half. Um. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm dealing more damage to myself than I'm dealing to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it lasts for an hour. Shit. <laughs> Is it just with melee attacks that it hits you? Mm-hmm. Like, though? Yeah. yeah it, everything I do is melee. Everything with melee. That's why she did it. <laughs> you, you are the you are the definition of a foot soldier. <laughs> you have one I, job. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna hit two more times, and it's still at advantage. Yep. Ooh, that's low. Um. Can you be the thirteen? Seventeen. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's low. 17. For uh, 6, so you take 3 damage, I take 15. And then I'll hit again. <sighs> that one's cocked. <sighs> Still cocked. No, this one's not. No, that's not. Uh, that's fine. 14. That's the last. <laughs> it's above 13. For seven damage, you take three. I take 15. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And I'm... I'm going to spend one of those key points to do Stunning Strike again. <laughs> okay. Make Constitution save. save. 11. Stunned. Uh, you're stunned. Oh, uh, 12. Sorry. It's still stunned. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to use my bonus action to do Second Wind. <laughs> Here. <laughs> to gain some. <laughs> I gained, wow. ele- I gained 11 hit points. That's not bad. Second wind, not bad of a use. Your turn comes around. You can't do anything. Uh, At this point, no. Yeah, Arsene, Actually, Arsene is, What are you doing, Arsene? Uh, Arsene is just gonna kind of casually walk down and put his hand on uh, Nick uh, on Nixie's head and just kind of patting her on the head. It's like... Good luck. Um, don't die, either of you. And I'm going to go into the forge. And as he pats your head, Nixie, and says, good luck, I am also casting lesser restoration. You're cheating. (laughs) (laughs) You're cheating, Arsene, and I tell you that. Yeah, you watch, like, Tara's face like turned towards you. I'm looking directly at you. Yeah, like, my uh, face is looking directly at you. Nixie, you also see this as well, even though you're stunned. You see Tara's face immediately turn to see Arsene approach and say that to them like very pointedly and directly as if they see what they're doing. What do you mean I'm cheating? You're cheating. Cheating at what? You're casting a spell to help Nixie. I am not currently casting a spell. You just did. What do you mean? How can you even see anything? You're wearing a blindfold. I can see you. Then what's the point of the blindfold? <laughs> I'm training. Training what? Testing abilities. Can you see Seeing what that I thing? <laughs> yes. Can I have a more than half six seconds by this point. Yeah, the fight's kind of over at the moment. You feel your muscles release <laughs> as Nixie kind of feels a little more free again. <laughs> you don't believe me? It's just strange. I have no interest in dueling currently. I'm not asking to duel you. Our I'm just saying, this way you're cheating. Get it. I'm not cheating. <laughs> I just thought it would be fun. I had it. <laughs> I said good luck! And I, at this point, I just walk off. <laughs> I'm gonna say you won that one, Nixie. If I and I'll take to off. be stunned, do you want to keep going? <laughs> <laughs>
No, because I will knock myself out. <laughs> oh. She just starts beaming from ear to ear. No, I, I take off the blindfold and I kind of like do like a bow nod to you, being like, you definitely won this one. I kind of like nod to you too. Can you really see through that? Yeah. So you can't be... You, no one can blind you? Um, I can, but I can see when people are close enough. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, I was curious to see what the range was for it. I didn't really know. Uh, you helped me figure that out, so thank you. What's the range for it? About 10 feet. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's also how I know that David Moore's minions are following my family. I can see them. <laughs> yeah. And you'll just see, like, she drops the armor back in and she drops the skin and she looks like herself again, like the, the stone patches across her face and across her arms face. Um, that, was a really, that was a really good fight. <laughs> yeah. You, you fought smart. That's more important than brute force. hand up in the air as I can get it. And you watch as this owl coming out of the forest onto Nixie's arm. As its head kind of spins side to side. I shouldn't be thrown by this. <laughs> no, it's the message from, from Ryan. Hopefully. Is there a note attached? No. Nope. Oh. Because it works just like message, they can respond back to you, correct? Yes. Is this how this works? <laughs> um, I'm okay. Um, I'm with... Why does this have so many... Damn it! Uh, see you soon. I'm in Makanu, and that's the end of it. <laughs> He's like a boomer trying to end call, not really knowing because this bird just showed up to him. He finished the sentence, and Archimedes flew off. <laughs> I'm in Makanu. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. <laughs> You just see Nixie start laughing because of how stupid it is, but how hilarious. And, <laughs> um, well, good news is that he's okay. 
Bad news is he's dumb as a post. <laughs> <laughs> you hear our send from a few feet away. And do you like him? Why? He's funny. You like Rainer? <laughs> and? Hey, Rainer's got a lot of brains. And that's not Still be pretty dumb. <laughs> You said it! <laughs> you said it, not me! Wait, I missed it. Yeah. Charm! Uh -huh. That's what they call it now. <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> you You're the one who made him up. <laughs> also true. He technically gave you two options. I gave you yeah. two options. He's also the one that said you're in love with Rainy. <laughs> No, no, that's what I said, and you agreed with me. <laughs> so I just followed. It was his arc. Just as like, he's in Makanu, though. So it means he's relatively safe. And he sounded okay. Other than extremely confused about Archimedes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well. And I'll let, yeah, I'll let our communities go. And magic, man. <laughs> that was a good fight. It, you technically would have been immediately disqualified in the fighting ring, but... Not my house, not my rules. So, good job. It means a lot to not get knocked out in the first hit anymore. <laughs> no, that's gonna be me now. <laughs> especially, especially if our enemies have that same ability. Like, God, that was dealing. That was getting. That was starting to get to me. It can do more. I just used other spells and could make it do more. Yeah. You're saying you're holding back? No, I was just trying other things out. <laughs> I wanted to see if that vine would like pull you backwards, because I think it will. It just didn't work. Um, I kind of saw it forming. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard to miss vines sprouting out of the ground and wrapping around your feet. <laughs> no. You have to be. I was really blind though. Level distracted to miss that. <laughs> Speaking of our son, then are you right there still? No, I'm. No, they they've I'm, already, they already I'm, gone I'm in the house. Gone. No, I'm in the in the porch with. Well, yes, Zelda. that's that's the Yeah. Speaking of our son, I will have my revenge. Again. <laughs> and I just and I just smirk at you. Wait, against our sin, right? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> it isn't your fault! Okay, I was just making sure, because... I was the one who was in the fight, so... Anyway, it's fine. Oh. Yes, I think it would be hilarious. You should, you should... You should pull a prank on him. Oh, I'm going to. Uh, you know. <laughs> it doesn't take very much to get him flustered, so... 
Oh no. <laughs> oh my god. Please make sure I'm not sleeping when this happens. <laughs> you do love to sleep, so no guarantees. I need my beauty sleep. Yes, I mean, you don't need it because you're already gorgeous. But I understand where you're coming from. Okay, I can't be as helpful if I don't sleep for eight hours. <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> Thanks for letting me bar with you. Yeah. Anytime. Maybe hold off on that magical barrier that you had there, because that was... That was a lot. <laughs> uh, Alamandra gave that spell to me. Oh. It's useful. For sure. Jeez so strong and it's definitely rubbing off on me. <laughs> yeah. Rosalind told me once that courage cannot be gifted to you. It has to come from within. I feel like magic is similar in a way where the powers that you have can't be there unless they already exist within yourself. So maybe Alamandra is not really giving you the power, but is allowing you the ability to unlock what you already have. That's what do I know? I know nothing about magic. <laughs> but that's very insightful, Tara. That makes a lot of sense. I'm just... feel like I'm wiser when I'm at least buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> I like... I like sober Tara, but buzzed Tara is also a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not gonna be buzzed all the time. I am. I need to be clear of mind when making fateful decisions. I understand that. Maybe uh, I do a drinking alcohol perspective, but the, the needing to have a clear mind, I understand. Yeah. I I like the feeling that it gives me. If I feel like. I'm not as afraid, but, and, I'm f and I feel more fluid, but I need to have some inhibitions. I need to know when it's smarter to pull back or smarter to protect myself. I think that just has to do with gauging your enemy. Regardless of if it's an actual fight or not. I haven't had a mentor in a long time to teach me this. I've uh, mostly had to rely on self-teaching. Well. 
maybe in a way that you've kind of become a mentor for me. She looks around real quick. Me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. You must have drank more than you thought because there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles on your head. <laughs> did you did you see when Gwendolyn took off out of here? Yeah, I saw her um, riding a bear with a bunch of bears in the back, and I just... She's weird. <laughs> I think I just made her year. Why? Because I went in to show Arsene the... Wait, was that it? Right? I showed you the ring? No, it was when you were getting coin. Oh, yeah, you were trying I, to went, I went to I went to go borrow money from Arsene, and I went into the forge, and I think she threw a hammer at me. I got mad. No, one of the Well, that was. She threw a wrench at first when you went when she went in, and then right. when she left, she tripped over Rosemary. Yeah, she tripped over Rosemary. That's right. Um, and. So I borrowed some money, and then mm -hmm. when I went to leave, like, 4,000 gold pieces worth of diamonds showed up on the floor. <laughs> and I think they're permanent, because I put them all in our son's bag. Or most of them in our son's bag. And so Gwendolyn got, like, half of them off the floor and one of them like sucked it up like a like they were inhaling their own boogers <laughs> across the floor um and then that's when she left <laughs> we don't have vacuums in D&D I'm not gonna be like I got vacuum <laughs> um there's this creature I heard of called a hoover <laughs> <laughs> um so so she took so she took two thousand gold worth of diamonds ish it was a lot and she didn't say what she was doing but she seemed extremely happy when she left her happy i mean didn't she seem happy to you when she you saw her walk by or Right. It's hard, it's hard to tell with her. She just kind of has one expression on her face. I mean, if you got 2,000 gold pieces worth of diamonds, wouldn't you be pretty happy? I wouldn't know what to do with it, to be honest. Uh... Well, I don't really know what to do with it now either, because I got the fancy ring I needed, Arsene has the rest of the diamonds in the bag, and... My ring essentially paid for itself. Because uh, we can use some. <laughs> My magic. We can, <laughs> we can use some for exchange for other things that we need later. Um, if you need them for spells, that also is a possibility. You used one for a spell, didn't you? Yeah, I yeah. have to to cast that one. 
that like makes my skin harden and mm-hmm. makes it harder to actually hurt me. Mm-hmm. So. so there's that. I I know that clerics have used them before for various things, which I don't know if you have access to that type of magic either, but... I mean, I can bring you back from the death store if you die. But... You... It has to have been recent. Ah. Like, it's... That's still amazing. (laughs) It really is. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, do you think our son's okay? I mean, he seems distracted, but other than that, I haven't noticed anything. Um, it's been a lot that's been happening, and I'm I'm a little worried, especially after what I told him about that guy's and his soul being split in two. What was his name? Merrick. Merrick. That's right. I think our son just relates to that because of his own soul transparent thing. No, I know. I guess what I'm saying is uh, I want to make sure that he doesn't try to sneak away in the middle of the night and go off on his own. That's all. Do we need to keep watch? And I mean, I'm like probably the first time this he's ever asked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm probably gonna keep watch at least a little bit, but I don't know. Can I have our I don't know. keep an eye out too? And I look over at Arnell, and he's like all bruised and bloodied. <laughs> yeah, you see Arnell just kind of peek their head just out slightly. Their ears are down. They don't look very happy. <laughs> is that the safest place for him? <laughs> it is when I don't jump off of buildings. That's a good lesson to learn. I just you are not a monk. <laughs> It's just so cool that you can do that. I mean, it's cool that you can create magical barriers to protect yourself and actually damage other people. Tit for tat? (laughs) Tit for tat. Um. I don't have anything else I want to do for the rest of the day, so, or the rest of like the next no. span. So, right. no, nope, I'm just planning. planning. <laughs> You're plotting. You're hanging out. Rosen, is there anything you used to do while you're in the forge, or just continue? Just forging, kind of showing uh, Zaldrius some little tinkering. Things and... and what does this do? This looks really complicated. 
They're, which thing is she referring to? Just anything Just that you're kind because it's new to them. They don't. They never really got the chance to see a forge. They were always education, 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 <laughs> education. Yeah, and she's using large words, it's, which is hysterical yeah. for a small eight-year-old child to understand what these large words are. Um, this, please. Uh, that's my all-purpose tool. I use that as a, uh, it's a magical tool that kind of gives me whatever, like if I need a small screwdriver, a small pick. That's really cool. Yeah. (laughs) And... Really cool. <laughs> well, to be fair, she was also brought back, and so she's actually like fairly exhausted too. Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> so she's like, put the child to bed. The is just kind of like ushering her away, being like, "I will, I'll take her to put her down for a nap." She also like probably hasn't slept in twenty thousand years and doesn't remember <laughs> How? that. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. like. Even after she was brought back, she had like had like like what what children do? They have. I'm not tired. I'm not tired. And then once you, I'm not tired. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. She's at that point. Like wall. Yeah. 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 Michelle just goes. I come now. And she kind of like lifts and picks her up. And she kind of like (sighs) Michelle kind of begins to hum, you know, seeming to be like a small little lullaby as. You know, Zeldra's kind of eyes begin really to sink heavy and just kind of passes out in her arms. <laughs> She's a little bit excited. We'll let you continue your work. It's good to see both of you back. <sighs> it's just good to have her back. <clears throat> I grow an A. Do like a little kiss to the fingers and then onto Zeldrius's forehead. It's thanks to you and your companions I have her back. Thank you. You're welcome. I never thought I'd get to be a mother again. Good work. She's a handful. <laughs> Don't I know it? <laughs> she kind of carries her off outside of the forge. Back to work. And I'm gonna open the locket watch, musical locket watch again, and setting it down mm-hmm. next to my things and begin back work. Make a wisdom save with your No! No! That is a 10 in total. As your mind begins to wander, the you you focus diligently on your work. Time almost seems to halt. The tune of that lullaby your mother used to sing to you growing up, you and your sister. As time passes, slowly something emerges in your mind. A memory. Something I'd forgotten. What was it? How did I 
as you immediately feel this pang of just sheer tinnitus and just almost like as if a migraine has just started in your mind and it's piercing. It is overwhelming as a flash of light and you hear the clacking of footsteps down the halls. They're your own. You see two large oaken doors before you. You hear voices beyond the doors. Something tells you you shouldn't open them, you shouldn't look inside. But something draws you in, they're the voices of the professors. What could they be discussing at this late hour? You were just going to report in, but this, they seem to be frantic. Agitated? Why? Look, I understand the project is and will be where it is at. We've had Reyna do all of the calculations necessary. There should be no need to worry about what we need to do. As you hear one professor speak up, you crack the door ever so slightly and slowly begin to see and peek inside. You see all of the professors around a table with an astrolabe showing a star chart, all these different things, and as if they're replaying it over and over again of the emergence of Yogg-Saron, whatever this dark entity seems to appear on this date. You hear them continue to speak. <laughs> Besides, who would even believe Vashara saw now after what we've been able to tell the Queen? <laughs> that poor fool. Honestly, I feel a bit bad for stabbing her in the back, but there's no point. We will be the ones to bring Desnia back from the brink, and we will be lauded as the heroes of all. No matter what seems to happen, we shall come out on top. But I do fear that there is another issue that must be brought to the table. Raynard Rydane and Arsene are not going to just simply sit by and let us do this. We have to convince them otherwise, that they will be the ones to take all the glory for it. Well, we sit back and relax and enjoy our time here and our newfound power, as we have discovered. Ugh. I understand that, but still, why do we have to rely on those three? As you see, uh, Professor... I just wrote it down. <laughs> Professor do to do Yeah, Professor do to do Marius and Ar Artis? Yeah, you see Professor uh, Marius, is it? Yeah, yeah. Marius. You see Amarius stand up and kind of look towards the board and just say, enough, all of you. Oh, the, the lead was Artis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you see Artis kind of stand up, enough. I understand that we're all under a little bit of pressure, especially currently. What we need to do now is that we make sure that everything goes as planned. We cannot let a single thing go to the wayside, or all of this will be for naught. So the soul transference that we have is going to revolutionize everything. Desmia will never fall, and our society will always be perfect. As we design. Nothing will get into our way. Understood? We're all in this together, and that's how it's going to be. 
as you hear them bicker back and forth, something in your throat and your gut tells you to run. As you watch, as Artis brings down another thing, and you see the bodies of the Warforge brought in. They're completed. But you see just as well another smaller form there along with them that's been activated and kind of walks about upon the table. And you hear from them, besides the punishment we've been able to do with the Sherasal and trying to rat us out, the daughter was a fine prize to at least been able to be used as an experiment at the very least. Um. <laughs> I, okay, no, that's me. <laughs> that's out of character. <laughs> uh, in character, trying to stay quiet. <laughs> Make a wisdom saving throw for me. Wisdom save? Okay. Mm-hmm. This is all part of memory. Yeah. Yeah. 22. Nice. It's the absolute horror of what you're hearing of what your professors have done, especially to Versharisal, who wanted nothing more than to protect. And to now hear that practically they're admitting that they have murdered her own daughter for punishment for trying to do her job. Now then, you have your orders. Go collect Osen, Reynard, and Rydane. We shall discuss upon the morrow of their ascension and their glory to Desmia. And one more thing. I feel like Osen might be a little bit more trouble than he's worth. And you kind of see another one of the professors, the necromantic professor, kind of scoff and go, Ah. That lazy one. You really think that he's going to be too much trouble? I can I can reel him in. Don't you worry about that. Besides, Reynard seems to be a bit of a linchpin between the both of them. Between both Rydane and Arsene. We convince Reynard. There shouldn't be any issue upon bringing them together for this. But if things do go south, what do we plan to do? Do we have a plan? Simple. And you watch as you see the three crowns are brought are brought to them, levitated down from a glass box inside the inside the laboratory. And you wonder why we've been spending all the time utilizing what free time we've had aside from teaching the classes, dealing with this. So that's why I could never find all of you. You're also busy doing this, and for what? Making crowns for new rulers? No. These crowns here will alter their memories. Make them forget just about anything necessary. They'll be more compliant. And what of the magistrates? (laughs) They'll notice it, and who knows what they'll do to us if they find out that we're the ones that caused this. Well... That certainly won't be a problem now once their children are fully indoctrinated now, will it? They themselves will gladly pledge themselves to Desmia. And to us. Besides, we need this to work if we're all going to survive in the next life. Whatever this old ancient thing is can have Desmia for all we care, or for all I care, even. 
The place has become stagnant. It's about time for change. And right now, in our position, there's nothing we can do with a queen who's too far lazy to see past her doting husband on top of all of that. Mm, I still don't like it. Something doesn't feel right. As you see, um, you hear footsteps echo behind you as you see Raynard and Ryan kind of talking to themselves, walking up the way towards you. I kind of turn and just motion for them to mm-hmm. be quiet. You mean, and let's see. How clever that it is that it's actually her that does it. Oh, <laughs> you, no. you do this, and Raider just shrugs his shoulders and right in and goes, Arsene, what's going on? Why are you still here? As that happens, you hear, What? As all of the professors turn and see you slightly in the doorway. Shit. <laughs> yep. I believe it's time we have a talk. Arsene, come in. Goodbye. After them. As you, Run. as you all take <laughs> off into the night, going quickly, trying to leave the campus, you see as as you all kind of grab both Ryan and Rainer and begin running hallway to hallway, to hallway dodging through classrooms. You see Ryan just going, what's going on? Why are we running? Not enough time to explain. Professors are up to no good right now. No, it's not another pop quiz, is it? Worse. Eternal pop quiz. Oh, as, as Raynor just kind of groans as you're all trying to run away. As you as you all get out to the courtyard, <laughs> Raynor kind of like tries to throw up his infinity symbol as it <laughs> as you're kind of boxed in with only one way out. You see all the professors approaching in their robes and such. No, no. I'm standing in front of the other two. As you see, uh, artists kind of do the general Desmian bow. No, no, children of the magistrates. There's no need to be worried. We were coming to look for you anyway. We needed to talk. Then why did you box us in? You were running away from us, not giving us a chance to explain. Then care to explain with open air? I suppose then. Why not? As they lower down, as artists lowers down all the stone slabs, you see all the other professors around, and you watch as you see these chains get around both Raynor and Rydane, as Raynor just goes, I can't use my magic! And Rydane just like tries to activate her gloves with the chains knock them off of her and her boots. Why are you doing this? What did we do? Why don't you ask Arsen? This is his plan all along. To manipulate you. All of you. No. Let them go. There has to be punishment somewhere. Unless you're now really willing to talk. Punishment for what? Can you tell me what I have done wrong? Snooping around and... Probably start there. Besides, I'm sure the 
magistrate of time will not miss a lazy son. Bring them into the lab. We begin at once. And as that happens, your vision fades as you feel the chains wrap around you as well. As you see Reinhardt and Reinhardt just uh, both pass out. And as your vision kind of slowly drains away, you can see uh, Aramis just kind of look down at you and smile as you feel your bodies all hoisted away and you're <sighs> brought back to the forge once more. Uh, I'm, I kind of double over, leaning over the anvil and just stagger back into the chair just sitting, holding my head, and just... <sighs> I... 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 I'm just sitting there stammering, trying to compose myself, mm. sweating, and... Overall, not doing okay. As time passes, you're able to recompose yourself as you all kind of gather together for a night's rest. Is there anything you wish to do before? You guys can see that our son is obviously not okay. Yeah, as he comes in a little bit later. I'm I'm in and out of... um, the bedroom where my family's staying, just checking on them, not lingering too long. Nothing particular I want to do there necessarily. It's more of checking his progress, seeing if he looks like he's going to be able to walk tomorrow. He might be able to. Okay. Um, I already talked to Madam Crest about him going with them. Mm-hmm. And she um, agrees. Yeah, And I will go back with that plan in the morning and Figure out with the with Callie's ring and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So as the night comes to a close, upon the sun's rise, we're gonna go ahead and end session for tonight here. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Thanks, guys. <laughs> that was a doozy of a memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really get to see what the professors were doing <laughs> that night because you didn't fully remember it yet. It was vague. Well, and I actually now have competing memories of that night. Yeah. I have two different memories of that night now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's the memories that they told you that they forced you to remember because of the crown. And then there's the actual memory that you have. Mm-hmm. And you're... Your brain's fighting with itself, trying to figure out what one's true. Yeah. So, so good, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Bravos all around. Thank you for listening to Trauma and Triumphs. We'll catch you next Saturday for our next episode.